1: hi welcome to i think is this our first live
0: tag talk it is our first live tag talk yeah welcome to our first
1: live edition of tag talk i'm kylie this is haley just in case you're new here um we have a bit of a it's a special episode planned because a few weeks back we did our FTR special episode, because I am a big FTR fan. This week, it's the Elite's turn, sort of. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the potential return of the Elite uh, coming out of news that we've received this week. We're also going to talk about our favorite Elite moments from over the years. So it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm pumped. I got my pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) I'm very excited. Haley, how are you
0: feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm so happy that we're finally doing this. Everybody has been pestering us for what is this tag talk Nineteen, eighteen? I don't even know. 19, yeah, they've been pestering us for like 19 weeks to do live episodes and we're so happy that we get to do these moving forward so you will see us live every Monday at three on Fightful and all the Fightful channels and stuff. So
1: yeah, we're so excited. We're so grateful for this opportunity. Uh, I had a busy and eventful weekend. Um, not that anyone really cares, but okay. I got, I went to um, a haunted house. Well, it was like a theme park with a lot of haunted houses. I got chased by a man with a chainsaw. I got pushed into a wall. You were but crawling. There was a part where I had to crawl and they were reaching for me. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited that <laughs> coming out of this weekend, I'm so tired, but. Let's talk about the elite. So we've talked forever and ever about sort of the investigation, the conflict with CM Punk. We don't really want to dwell on that anymore, but there was a report that a steel was released and, um, not that it has been confirmed by AEW or anything, but there were reports that CM Punk and AEW are sort of negotiating a buyout of some sort, um, and again, AEW hasn't said anything. CM Punk hasn't said anything. So of course, take what you will. But a lot, of course, speculation has run rampant that the elite will be returning, especially with Heyman Page doing some name drops. There was, I think, it was Tony Schiavone who did out. a little, a little bit of a name drop. Could have been Excalibur. But regardless, the elite uh, presumably staying with AEW, presumably returning soon. And we were talking before we went on air. If I'm AEW and the Elite are returning, I'm getting them out as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I think there's no reason to wait, Um, especially with the investigation closing. I think that they need to get them back on TV as soon as possible. Um, Not because, like, they're struggling by any means, but I do think that, you know, they need to get a story going with the trios again. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's kind of the elephant in the room right now. So
1: yeah, and just a reminder, guys, if you want your comment read on air, submit a super chat, we'll read all of them. Um, this is our first live show, so we're, we're
0: with us, like
1: we're, <laughs> with us, we're figuring it out how we're gonna interact with the chat, interact with all of you guys. But tag talk has always been focused on interacting with our viewers, so we're we're doing our best. But back to the elite, I think it's really interesting that we have Death Triangle who has gone through um, Best Friends, gone through Dark Order, and now it's like the trio's division's kind of bare. Yeah. So, I don't know where we go from here.
0: Yeah, I feel like they
1: oh, shout out to Dan, a toast to your first live stream. I, I got a Ooh. PSL, but I got water. Bro.
0: <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh. Um, yeah. I feel like they were having this problem pre-All Out. Um, more specifically with the tag division, like they were really struggling to kind of get opponents going for mm-hmm. uh, sort of an arm glory at the time. Um, obviously, we saw the acclaimed rise to the occasion and all out. But uh, everybody was kind of cemented in the trios division at the time. And like now we're kind of faltering with that a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. But I definitely think the elite are on their way. And I, selfishly, I would love for it to be this week because we love um, when they do their little Halloween specials. So I would yeah. love that
1: But as, as the investigation yes. went on and it became apparent this was going to be a long-term thing and the idea that we weren't going to get what well, well, Halloween BTE, but yeah. also a Halloween costume, that was a little sad because that's such a big part of like the elite lore. And we'll talk about this later because we have all our favorite moments to talk about. Um, but if they return this week, and of course we're not saying they're returning this week, yeah. <laughs> but if, if they do, or even in the near future, I think it re- it's going to be really interesting for full gear, um, especially if they go straight back to trios, um, simply because Kenny and Pac have a lot of history there, and the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, of course, one of AEW's storied rivalries. Uh, so I'm excited. I, you know, I think aw is okay without the elite i think that they've in the meantime they've really had a lot of people like you said rise to the occasion there's been a lot of time to highlight the women's division uh and a lot of the younger guys and one of the people who's really been on the rise in the absence of the elite and cm punk is mjf so and we got that match confirmed for full gear so we don't have to worry about it anymore but i'm super super stoked uh we went so long without Kenny Omega just to get him back for three weeks and he's gone again.
0: And in so, the best shape of his career. Like, oh it's a yeah. shame, but I, I really hope he's on his way back. I thought I was hoping that like maybe he would be back for the Canada debut. That didn't happen. We were bombed, but
1: Yeah, and with the scary and unfortunate injury to Hangman Page, um I'm hope you know we hope all the best for Hangman Page. We love Hangman Page. I'm really hoping. That whatever story they had planned for the Elite, they can still incorporate Hangman Page and Dark Order in some kind of way. I don't know. I'm just... I just want them back. Any way I can get them at this point. Yeah.
0: No, I completely understand. Um, we're big Elite fans. Um, we've done... We've talked about them at ad, ad nauseum for... I don't even know. Like, every single episode, I think we always find a way to mention the Elite, so... Yeah, big elite fans
1: here. So, all that being said, this is, of course, the elite special. We want to talk about our favorite elite moments. And you guys, of course, are invited in the chat to share some of your favorite moments and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about them. But starting with the origins of the elite, I feel like AEW fans, some of them might know this and some of them might not. But the elite sort of formed with the unfortunate removal of AJ Styles from the Bullet Club so the so AJ he was on his way to WWE of course everybody knows that but um the elite really cemented themselves as the stars of the Bullet Club by attacking AJ Styles and it's been you know implied that it was impromptu blah 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 but I I fell in love with Kenny Omega at that moment. I had seen Kenny Omega before, but I was a big Finn Balor fan, so I was like, I, no. I was like, not as good as Finn Balor. But at, the, at that moment, I was like, there's something really special here with the elite. So that's one of my favorite moments. The iconic AJ Styles slumped over his
0: <laughs> leg. Iconic.
1: I love it. I think.
0: See. And we're going to get into it, but I feel like a lot of our favorite moments with the Elite are so, like, comedic in nature. I just, I think they're so funny, and they're so good at it. And I feel like a lot of people don't see that or get that, especially if you guys don't watch BTE.
1: Yeah, and not to take too much of a detour, but, of course, prayers for Kevin Nash and his family. Um, Really unfortunate what happened, and we know we don't want to talk about it too much because uh, I want to respect their privacy, i don't want to speculate um but yeah prayers for kevin nash such a sad situation uh back to the elite let's bring the mood back up um i feel like the elite and it's weird to me especially when i see things that people are talking about on twitter there's a lot of aw fans who only started watching the elite really when aw was formed mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of like my favorite moments come from the pre-AEW dates. Like we were talking about this before we went live, uh the High Spots Q&A where they're just like talking about all these moments that they've had together, all these um matches but also storylines BTE, all those sort of things. If anybody's interested, you should go watch that because it'll really give you a lot of insight into the more creative aspects of the elite outside of the ring. Uh and of course one of those moments that really stands out to me is the elite as the ghostbusters
0: <laughs> that they've done on multiple occasions. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I pop every time. Oh, It's, it's so good. And thinking of Adam
1: Cole, um, of course, another one who's out, you know, prayers for Adam Cole, but it's so funny um, going back and watching old BTE where it's, It's their storylines, but they're so far-fetched and so bizarre. It's a lot of fun to sort of watch them kill Adam Cole, try to murder wacky things. And to me, like, that's that's the elite. So those are a lot of my favorite moments.
0: Well, piggybacking off of you and the <laughs> death of Adam Cole in BTE world, um, my fav- one of my favorite moments was his resurrection. I think when <laughs> when he um, kind of showed up at All Out, I was like, "Oh, how are they gonna like put this on BTE?" Like, <laughs> I was so unsure. But I love that little like ritual like thing, especially because you know the Bucks are known um, Christians they're christian af so i just i loved it i thought it was so funny <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments Kaden says someone needs to bite kenny in a
1: story i hope you need a bte story because if i'm watching dynamite and someone's biting kenny omega we're gonna have problems <laughs> well, i'm gonna have a problem with that can you imagine pack biting kenny omega and it it's part of the story um so that on BTE would be so funny. And the elite have always sort of played at that, uh, mixing oh, yeah. in their real world situations with BTE. I thought this was kind of funny. The BTE from the Tokyo Dome after they all lost yes. their matches. That Wrestle Kingdom for me, it was a great Wrestle Kingdom. I yes. love Wrestle Kingdom every year. I don't think I've ever seen a Wrestle Kingdom that I didn't like. Um, But I thought it was very sad that they were all backstage it, you know, they lost their matches because they're on the way out of New Japan. Um, and then seeing, what was it? I think it was a wrestlers on the road ordering room service with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the vibes backstage while that happens. Yeah. And uh, just sort of feeling a little bit. And I think Kenny Omega said, no, Matt Jackson said he felt a little bit betrayed. Uh, mm-hmm. They were kicked off New Year's Dash, which I was surprised by mm-hmm. in the time. Um, because back then, children, back then, um, it was kind of known that there was a little bit of animosity between New Japan and the Elite. But seeing them kicked off New Year's Dash, that was like, and then when AEW started and they ha- didn't have a working relationship with New Japan, that was uh, sort of major. Also, Quantum Dot says, been watching old BTEs on Mondays, I feel y'all on the comedic moments. The Elite, the, the Elite, period.
0: Some I don't of the know why BTEs, I just did that. I have
1: I have to caution you guys. Some of the old BTEs are kind of boring. If you go way back, they're just vlogs, which is fun. I love a good vlog. But if you really want to get into the like hard comedic acting skits, you gotta move forward to like when Hangman Page joins the Bullet Club.
0: And that's when it really
1: kicks off. Uh, whether we owe that to him or not, I don't know. Speaking of Hangman Page. <laughs> um i also really enjoyed the bte where they're on the jericho cruise mm-hmm. and it's like a zombie apocalypse scenario <laughs> i i think that was really creative um a lot of my favorite elite moments are on the jericho cruise like kenny omega and hangman page winning the tag titles and we talked about how great their run as tag champs was we have but i love that
0: match me too um you did bring up um wrestlers on the road eating room service Mm -hmm. Uh, and i know we were talking about it before we recorded but i was talking about how that's actually one of my favorite things i love and i miss i'm so sad that they don't do it anymore um but it was very like shoot interview-esque or like it kind of reminds me of like ride along like wwe show that they used to do Mm -hmm. and i just loved it i love when they kind of like pull back the curtain and just hang out like, mukbangs before mukbangs became, like, super popular. Like, <laughs> <people> <laughs> love those mukbangs love that. <laughs> so ahead of their time, always.
1: Always. And, you know, when the Elite return, uh, whether that's this week, whether that's a month from now, a year from now, whenever it is, I'm presuming that they're going to get BTE started up again. And I would like to see the return of things like, you know, restaurants road ordering room service, and all these other just little segments that they do, because I think fans really learn a lot about who they are as people, but also a lot about wrestling through those type of things. I also um, think it would be fun to see the return of SCU. Um, and, and I've I've said this on Tag Talk before, I'm pretty sure, but SCU was kind of instrumental in the elite becoming the elite Uh in ROH, in their wrestling, in their character work, all these sort of things. SCU was kind of like it. And Christopher Daniels is w- head of talent relations, what whatever his position yeah. is in AW. So I'm presuming he's not going to be wrestling that much anymore moving forward. Frankie's doing uh, whatever it is he's he's doing Impact. <laughs> I think he's still going to be available for AW. Um, Scorpio, of course, was TNT champion, and then. All that unfortunateness happened, but I would think it would be fun to see an SCU one last run for the trios titles. Uh, and I don't want to derail from the topic of the elite too much, but I think we never really got closure on the SCU story.
0: I agree. Um, it was something that I always felt like I was so upset when they kind of became like defunct. Um, mm-hmm. So I would definitely love to see them make a return for the trios. And I think, uh, you know, they have a lot of opportunities with the trios division, not to derail too much. Mm -hmm. But they have a lot of opportunities in the trios division right now. Um, You know, I feel like AEW has been on screen long enough that they kind of have their own stories outside of the elite embedded in. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it brings in opportunities for a lot of people to collaborate.
1: Yeah, and I think with the House of Black with Malachi and Buddy um, on their sabbaticals. Uh, The House of Black is gone. I think the trio's division is a little bit lacking now compared to where it was at the start of the tournament. And the Elite will fix a little bit of that uh, because, hello, it's the Elite. And (laughs) that's just who they are. I think it would be – it's interesting thinking about the Elite returning. Um, I imagine that fans are going to cheer them. But there are going to be CM Punk fans who – are not going to be happy that the elite are back, especially if CM Punk himself doesn't come back to AEW.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. And also, Caden, by the way, said that Frankie worked dark in Toronto. I can't pull the comment up. That's Kylie, but thank you, Caden, for that little there piece go, of knowledge. Nugget. Frankie worked dark in Toronto. There you go. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this the other day. I was mm-hmm. like, because when they left, they were kind of starting to turn face a little bit specifically like mm-hmm. more so the bucks. Um so I feel like fans vulture them, but to what degree? And are they going to come back in like that transitional phase that they kind of got stuck in before they went heal again or like what are we doing? I mean, yeah, you know, and it's it's really weird
1: because thinking back to all out uh and being in the crowd when CM Punk won the world title, there were very loud MJF chants. And MJF and Moxley, at least, you know, in what I see, they're the guys now in AEW, Um, especially MJF. I think as much as he's a heel and he acts like a heel, he does all the heelish things, fans cheer him because people love high-quality wrestlers. Uh, And there are always going to be people who will cheer the elite, even when they were heels, dirty heels, beating up Tony Schiavone. (laughs) People cheered for the elite. Uh, But, like, because of the sort of absurdity of the cm punk situation uh it's gonna be weird especially if they get paired up with death triangle uh because death triangle is sort of in this zone where pack is like kind of heelish kind of mean to the lucha bros and we did see a little bit of that in their match with the best friends i'm i'm interested i think it'll be fun and caden says y'all are the best billy goat is better though so i think i should explain this to people who maybe i don't was in the room <laughs> um caden is will osprey's number one fan i think in the entire world yeah. and if you've watched tag talk you know that Haley and i are a little critical of mr osprey simply because i think that there's a little bit of overhype there with him he's talented he's great whatever but And Caden likes to relentlessly tease us about it. But anyway, uh, Luis says, Kenneth versus Vikingo take from us. Need that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I was, that was a match I was really looking forward to, uh, especially when it was clear that Kenny Omega was going to return. And I think that match has really been probably like two years in the making. Um, Kenny Kenny Omega versus you know Ray Phoenix, that was a big match for AAA. But Vikingo's like the guy and now there's all these reports that he's got his US visa. he's gonna come work in the US. I'm I'm interested in it and I don't know if AW is gonna bring him in and I don't want to speculate on that because I don't want <laughs> I'm not a rumor starter. I don't like being the drama, but
0: I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, and I did want to point out we were talking about Osprey, so I do want to bring this up for a second. But one of my favorite matches, um, though I am critical of Osprey sometimes, one of my favorite matches is the PwG match with um, Cole in the box and Ricochet and Osprey and who? You know the Six Man? I'm blanking. I,
1: I don't think I've seen the Six Man. It was Cole in the Box.
0: Am I <laughs> am I like daydreaming? Yeah. It was Cole and the Bucks and uh, Ricochet and Osprey. Here, here. You look it up and I'll talk about right. uh, Will Ospreay. Oh, uh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Quantum Bless Dawn said Quantum yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That
1: was blank. Oh, and that's, that's another six man. It was um, Dante and the Sedell brothers against the Elite. That was a great match. And wh- I think one of the Elite's sort of unsung career achievements is the elevation of Dante
0: Martin. I think that match for Dante Martin specifically was like a really career defining moment for him. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it. And I don't know. I I went back and I watched it earlier today Mm -hmm. before we went and did this. And it, it holds up so well. It's like a 12 minute match, but it feels like six because they're just, there's so much going on. I love, I love it
1: i want to know what you think of this caden says osprey and ozzy open will definitely get the trio titles at some point those three work magic um it's and it's a weird situation because with the elite coming back you would think that they would you know continue the build for osprey omega yeah. which you know i w- i don't think it was ever reported but it was kind of speculated that it was going to be osprey omega maybe at wrestle kingdom yeah. or maybe at you know an aw event you know in the coming month, especially coming out of the trio tournament it's gonna be weird because if they bring it back, Osprey and Aussie Open, uh, and I don't think they're gonna they're gonna ever be signed to AW as long as they're working, you know, as closely as they are with New Japan and all that. It, it would be a little bit weird to have them as trio champions unless they were under exclusive contracts. Because we do see Tony Khan now, especially his big top stars, we saw with Moxley, uh, being locked down and sort of protected in that way. And I do think Tony Khan is a big fan of Osprey, a big fan of Aussie Open. And I do think we'll probably get a trios match with them in the elite again. I'm just, I don't know. It's a little bit
0: weird. Yeah, I agree. I don't know about um, them being champions, but I, I do think that we will see them again. And and I don't mind that. I love Aussie Open. I think they're a great tag team and I would love to see them mix it up again with the Bucks.
1: Yeah, I definitely, um, the trios tournament match, I, it was a great match, but it was in when Kenny Omega was doing his like I'm injured, don't look at me, I'm injured, my compression shirt. He was doing that yeah. little make that story. <laughs> so even even in that match, we didn't get the full power of Osprey versus Omega, um, which presumably was to save it for their singles match, which I don't even know if it's happening now because Kenny Omega's not returned, but maybe he's going to return. But now they have to build for full gear, which means Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be a squeeze. Uh, regardless. I'm stoked. I think Kenny Omega wrestling Will Osprey while Kenny Omega in this shape. You know, the healthiest he's been in four years. His vertigo started in 2018. I'm into it. Also, Quantum Dot says, the Bucks had a great pandemic match with Top Flight, that not enough people talk about. I agree. I think the Young Bucks have been, you know, people talk about AEW veterans who have elevated talent and they bring up Moxley, and they bring up Danielson, all these guys, uh, Chris Jericho, of course. The Young Bucks have done a lot of that. And that, you know, I think Top Flight's a good example. I think Private Party, but probably to a lesser extent. I the think acclaimed. the acclaimed. I think their feud with the Lucha Bros, especially at the start of AEW before they started weekly TV, that series of pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I think that was really important. For the Lucha Bros to get established with this audience, because like we said earlier, people, some AEW fans didn't even watch the Elite before AEW. It's weird, so they probably weren't watching the Lucha Bros either.
0: Um, but so. one of my favorite singles matches is uh, Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson. I was watching that last night. I Love it. <laughs> one of my favorite AEW matches. I had to plug that in. But I think that the Lucha Bros and the Bucks. They just, they create so much magic together and it's, I love them. I love their feud. And I really hope uh, the Lucha Bros get something because they had their world title
1: run and it was great. And I thought the cage match with the Young Bucks was an all-timer. I thought that was so good. Uh, But their title run, and I'll admit, was a little lackluster. And I think we're in a place now with the tag division and the trios division where outside stuff seems a little bit more important than the title picture which is weird because you think it would be the opposite. Uh, but regardless, uh, I think the Lucha Bros are probably on the course to break up with Pac. Break up with Pac. The, that tri- that triangle is going to dissolve. There's no breakouts occurring. Um, and I hope it's because of the Elite. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I was reading the comments. I got distracted by <laughs> Lizzie's comment. I was trying to figure out what she was talking about. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) I was like, what what is she looking at? Like like, is she frozen? I don't know. I was reading Lizzie's comment trying to figure out what she was talking about. Anyway, carry on. Um, Yeah, trio's titles on New Japan
1: Guys would put more eyes on AW in Japan. I agree. I think we're going to see AW Guys in Wrestle Kingdom because that Mm -hmm. week AW's in Seattle, and that's the closest you're gonna get from the continental US to Japan. Um But I think the issue therein is that when we it with with Forbidden Door, the lead up to Forbidden Door and with uh, ROH, some AEW fans don't care. Mm -hmm. AEW American fans. They don't care about New Japan. They don't care about Ring of Honor. They want to watch their one or two promotions and that's it. Um, And a lot of AEW fans really didn't know a lot about New Japan. And as much as we were excited about it and probably most of you in the chat it was tenuous and it was a little bit difficult to book forbidden door in a way that was appealing for new japan fans and for um, aw fans but i do think it would put more eyes on aw in japan but the issue is then what does it do for the north american fans so like you have to strike a balance and i think there were enough uh high caliber talents introduced in forbidden door like okada jay white these kind of guys where you could make it work, especially if it's Jay White. I think I don't know why Jay White hasn't been to AW more, but it's difficult. It's not as it's not so simple as a talent exchange.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, I love, I feel like not a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot, not a lot of people, but um, a lot of the North American fans, as we said. Um, they didn't watch Forbidden Door. like They just weren't down for it, but I-, I loved it. I thought it was a great pay-per-view, and I thought it had really good matches, and I would love to see more New Japan uh, guys over here or us over there. Whatever. Yeah, I think
1: we're probably going to see the Elite in New, J- in New Japan again. Yeah. I think the Elite are such a essential part to the bridge between New Japan and the Western audience. Yeah. And I think New Japan was really hurt uh, on that front when, you know, the Elite left and they didn't have a working relationship. Yeah. So I think New Japan would probably be open to bringing them back. The question is, do they bring them back as an Elite trio? Or is the priority Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay?
0: Um, Isn't that the question? Um, (laughs) I feel like we know the answer, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, and Charlie says, I'm a little haunted by the fact that we will probably never get Punk versus Kenny with both of them at the top of their game. I know it could have been magic.
0: I, I was so excited for that, and I'm so upset that we won't get it. I, selfishly, like, a little tiny part of me was like, oh, maybe, like, wishful thinking, maybe they can put their issues aside, and we'll get, like, a trios, or we'll at least get Kenny and Punk, but... <laughs> yeah, and it was, it's tough, because...
1: CM Punk came back, and I this year that he had was phenomenal. He had a lot of great matches, a lot of great promos, and no one can take that away from him. But it's tough now, especially if the reports coming out about the locker room are true, and Punk is sort of on the outs with the locker room. Um, but CM Punk versus Kenny Omega is a dream match and it sucks that Kenny Omega was gone for so much of Punk's run in AEW that it never would have happened just because he was gone for the whole time. And I just there's a lot of things left on the table with CM Punk. And if and I think Kenny Omega he's in the best shape of his career, but let's be honest Kenny Omega's getting older. Uh there's a lot of comments about CM Punk in the I chat. <laughs> <laughs> um I I think CM Punk. I think we need to address this one. Okay. Um, I think CM Punk's strengths are not his in-ring athleticism. Controversial, I know. CM Punk's strength as a wrestler is the acting and the storytelling and all that sort of stuff. As much as he is a great wrestler and a great athlete, I think CM Punk, especially now, and you know this generation of wrestlers. It's not, he would do himself a disservice trying to keep pace with Kenny Omega, let's be honest, athletically. But with the great storytelling ability of CM Punk and FTR, and this great storytelling ability of the Elite, that's a great trios match. And that's really what I'm warning, is that CM CM FTR um, and the Elite are never going to square up.
0: And you bring up a good point, too, I feel like though Punk had some really high moments, and this is coming from a Punk fan, so bear with me here. Um, I think he had some high moments, but I feel like he did struggle sometimes to keep up with the younger guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a lot older now. Wrestling has changed in the seven years that he was away. Um, AEW is a way different ballgame than WWE is. Um, but I am also mourning the trios. I feel like uh, we really could have made magic out of that. And I feel like the elite specifically, the bucks are so adaptable and like, people don't realize that like they just see them as like flippy wrestlers, but I feel like they can do so much mm-hmm. more than that. And I really wish that, you know, I feel like this would be an opportunity where we would really get to see it shine. But Haley, you're going to love this
1: question. What do you think versus the kingdom once Adam Cole gets back? <laughs> question, Maria. Hayley has a lot of thoughts about this, so I'm so glad you asked this.
0: Listen, we were literally just talking about this before we went live, Um, but I was, I noticed that, and this is literally me speculating, I'm not saying that Adam Cole is (laughs) returning anytime soon, but I did notice that he's being put on promotional posters for upcoming shows again, so Mm -hmm. whether we see him soon or not, I don't know. But I do feel like that is something that is a possibility, especially with, Bobby Fish no longer. Um, I would hope that we wouldn't throw Kyle O'Reilly to the side, though. Um, what if they stuck but- him with Tony Nice and Smart Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, no? He kind of looks like Tony. I mean, like, yeah, they could do that, but what I want to see it? No. <laughs> well,
1: and once again guys if you want to make sure your comment gets read on the air you can submit a super chat we'll read all super chats um we're having a lot of fun doing this it's sort of a casual episode and if you've watched tag talk in the past our episodes are probably a little more structured but we're just having a lot of fun with you guys also um (laughs) what's going on in the chat right now i have no idea kaden is uh on a tear in the chat um but back to the elite and back to FTR. I think it's a little bit um, controversial, the topic of FTR. I feel like a lot of people on Twitter, FTR is such an important part of the elite story in AW. And I think it would be kind of upsetting. And I think they leave a lot on the table if we don't get another FTR Young Buck story. Kaden says, but folks, where's the lie? I don't know, Kaden, somewhere. Anyway... Um, I think we'll, we might get FTR versus the Young Bucks again. I would, but like I said, I would have preferred CM Punk and FTR as a trio versus the Elite as a trio. I think there's so much more there, so much more. And the fact that we might not get it now, it, it is what it is. I don't want to dwell on the what ifs or the what might have been.
0: Well, I do also want to point out, um, with everything that happened with the Bucks' second reign as tag champs, um, I thought that that was really setting up for FTR. Um, and we didn't get that. Um, mm-hmm. And so my hope was, oh, well, if we don't get that, we'll get them in the trios. Um, I would really love uh, FTR to hold some type of golden AW very soon, I hope it's coming. Um, but I feel like the acclaimed are on an incredible run right now and I don't wanna see that end either.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. wearing... I, think, I think with the acclaimed. You sort of if you're if FTR is the next step, you really do have to delay the match with the acclaimed, because if you put the acclaimed are so hot now, if you put FTR against the acclaimed now, uh, and your intent is that the acclaimed are going to drop the belt, that's like a weird sticky situation, and I don't know if I, if I was booking, I wouldn't do that yet. I would let the acclaimed cool down a little bit, and then you can have FTR win. Um, I just don't know if FTR and CM Punk aren't the trios. And I want, I think trios would be so much fun because it would be cool to see Dax and Kenny Omega in the ring together. Uh, I don't know who else they would be with. And that's like, then they ha- it has to be tagged. But I don't know, FTR versus Young Bucks 3 is seeming like less and less likely that it's gonna happen soon.
0: Yeah, We're definitely in the cool down period for that. And I don't mind that. Um, I thought that their second match was so good. I preferred it to the first, but the first was also very good. Um, but I definitely feel like we're not going to see it anytime soon.
1: Quantum Dot says Punk also did a really great comedy based three match series in ROH with Delirious, as you mentioned. He and Kenny and the elite could have really gelled styles. Yeah. Um, so CM Punk's run in ROH is really interesting. And I think if you look at the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and you kind of compare, not their in-ring stuff, but if you compare what they were doing in ROH and on the indies, uh, it's like, I don't know. There's just something about being a game changer in wrestling. And I think that was the focus of CM Punk. I don't know if it still is. uh, And the focus of the elite, certainly still now, with AEW. So, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. And a lot of my favorite The Elite moments are them really pushing the envelope on things. Like, Kenny Omega dressing as Jasmine. Um, And just the Golden Lovers in general and the Golden Elite. I think the Golden Elite was super awesome. So, I think I, I don't know. Maybe I just like the drama.
0: They're just dramatic. Romantic and dramatic. That's us. (laughs) Romantic and dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) That's our tagline.
1: So. A lot of my favorite, and I love the Elite as a trio, but I have a lot of really emotional moments. Of, um, one of my favorite things in New Japan that we haven't really gotten so much in AEW, I mean, we have, but not to like the extent of the importance it was in New Japan, is the Young Bucks in Kenny Omega's Corner. I think that's such an important part of the identity of the Elite. And we've certainly had that in... Aew, but it's in New Japan, and maybe maybe I'm just longing for the old days of New Japan. But I don't know,
0: I miss it. I miss it too. I, I love like the whole seconding thing, and we've gotten a little bit of that in Aew, mm-hmm. um, like built into like the lore of the Elite. Um, I don't know. I I also miss that. Now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm not really, but like, no, I'm
1: sad. Um, there's a lot of Bobby Fish in the chat, so I just want to say, um, another sort of, and maybe it's a missed opportunity by AEW, but also I don't think you can count it as that because of all the the number of injuries that happened. But uh, the Undisputed Elite, I feel like the creation of the Undisputed Elite and the quick dissolution of the Undisputed Elite. And the lack of, you know, story we've had since then. Of course, there's suspensions and injuries and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know. The Undisputed Elite could have been so cool. And they threw in Jay White for a minute. Jay White versus Kenny Omega is another match that needs to happen soon. If not at Wrestle Kingdom, then somewhere in AEW sometime soon. Uh, but that's another thing. I think not that I want the Bullet Club in AEW. Let me clarify. I think the Bullet Club has had its fingers on so much of wrestling. Uh, not, It's not as influential now, but like back, back in the old days, Bullet Club was so important and it influenced so much of how wrestlers were wrestling and how fans were watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really important. And I would like to see AEW sort of, I guess, bridge the gap with New Japan and really play on that Bullet Club story, especially with the Elite.
0: Oh, I love this comment right here from King of the North about the Halloween match. Kenny Cole and the Bucks versus a Dark Order Halloween match, whatever else <laughs> they could have done. Listen, yeah. love that match so much. And I I've we've talked about this a little bit. Um I personally think that Dark Order is up next to be trios champions. Um, I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. I hope it's coming. Um they need to give them something because <laughs> they're they're losing a lot of momentum in AEW. Um but i feel like that match with um the elite versus the dark order two um it's gonna be really good for the trios
1: yeah um i think the halloween like all the halloween moments are really great but i think what was so unique about the elite with adam cole is like the amount of story that was there and now they have Mm -hmm. that same story it's still going with the dark order but now with hangman page you know, his concussion, which was so scary. Uh, And I hope he's okay. I hope he's, you know, focusing on healing and whatever. Uh, I almost want them to push off the Dark Order until Hangman's back. Um, I think the Elite will be back before Hangman just because the concussion looks so scary. And, you know, it's subjective. Everyone, you know, deals with concussions differently. So I don't know. But... Uh, I don't want the elite versus the dark order if Hangman isn't part of it. Yeah. S- somewhere in the story, m- probably not wrestling, but in like the periphery of the story, because I think having him in the trios tournament and seeing um, the elite really, especially with Kenny Omega for the first time and being at his like his full strength, uh, I just want Hangman. To be part of that. I don't want it to just be about the Dark Order because then you have to say Hangman comes back and the Dark Order champions and he's sad and he's. Sad, and then okay. we got to
0: go through all that stuff again. no it's We don't it. need to rehash the Millennial he cowboy So man. sad. Hangman's a new man.
1: He really is. Yeah. He's changed. He's Stay tough.
0: So true. Stay puffed, page That's Stay that. Puffed, Listen, I loved that so much. I, I I rewatched that entrance all the time, and. Like, looking back on it now, it's just so funny, like, knowing that he's under there. (laughs) I love it. It was such a good moment.
1: The Elite have had so many great moments in AEW. And I think a lot of it is because, like I said earlier, they push the envelope on a lot of things. And they're not afraid to be goofy and sort of just entertaining, you know? Like, they're not tough and serious. Which I really do appreciate. I really appreciated it more in New Japan because New Japan uh there's comedy characters, but a lot of like the top level guys are very stoic and very serious. And I don't know, I like a little bit a little extra in there.
0: Well, and I think that's like something that they really bring to wrestling that I enjoy because like you said, like even just in traditional wrestling, like a lot of the wrestlers of today are like that. Like they're not like super comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, So I love, I love, um, I feel like this is just like, we're going in a circle now. This is where we started. Now look at us. And in the episode. I I just
1: want to, we can probably wrap it up. I just want to say one of my favorite moments is Kenny Omega's AW World Champ. The Mm -hmm. Good Brothers are there for whatever reason they were there. And Don Callis is there because of course he is. And they do the Too Sweet with the Young Bucks. That, to me, I love that moment.
0: Because we haven't seen the Too Sweet in so long. I miss the Too Sweet. Like, I can't lie.
1: King of the North says, I think this is really funny. I don't want to talk about it. I need to return to DDT and have a six-man tag with Nakazawa and Cutler as his partners. (laughs)
0: Listen. Listen. I feel... I'm gonna... Okay. I love Cutler. I know a lot of people don't. um, But I do think that he brings something so great to the elite and just like the Bucks in general. Um, I just more of him, please. I don't care if it's singles matches. I don't care. I just want more Cutler.
1: I, I 100% agree. I think Brandon Cutler, um, I think a lot of people expected because he's friends with the young bucks that when he got his AW contract, he was going to be like a serious wrestler and like a, like a serious part of the elite but he has this role that it's it's kind of like Michael Nakazawa's role where he's like just a little minion. Mm-hmm. But I think Brandon Cutler's like a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. he does a lot for the elite that is so important. Uh, and if you think about it, like taking care of their bags, their locker room, filming BTE, blah blah blah. Like he's like the engine of the elite now. Like the as a brand.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, engine of the elite.
0: That that was great but someone tell Brandon Cutler I
1: said that Lip is it's a Brandon cutler colour <laughs> um yeah I just think I just think he's so cool he's really rad
0: no I, I love him um I I love like the stooginess in wrestling mm-hmm. and I think he does it so well um I just love seeing him like interfere in matches too and just get kicked in the head and stuff like it's it's so fun like <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree. And I just want to say,
1: we're going to be wrapping up soon. Your last chance for Super Chats. But, Haley, I need to know, objectively, what do you think... Wh- well, two questions. I'll Ooh, split it up. Okay. One, what do you think is, like, the most important elite moment? And two, what is
0: your favorite? What kind of question? What do you mean what kind of question? Yeah. That's so hard. Like what do I think is the most important? Um I mean, I feel like objectively like it has to be their formation, right? Like we wouldn't have anything without, you know, them creating the elite and teaming up together and creating this thing. We wouldn't have all elite wrestling. Um so I feel like that that has to be, right? Um I don't know why I'm saying right. Like, I need you to agree with me, but my <laughs> favorite moment, oh gosh, I'm gonna go, I don't, I have so many, but right now I'm gonna say that it it's their elimination um, match that they did with the Dark Order in Hangman. Um, I love the Elite Squad entrance, I think that's so good, and one of my favorite moments, I didn't bring it up. But, like, the Nick Jackson botch with the basketball. <laughs> like yes. I, and he totally played it, it so that? so well. He played it up so well. Um, so I think that's one of my favorite moments. Or that's my favorite moment. I think...
1: And I think if you broadly define the elite and you include the side people um, who have been, you know, quote-unquote, part of the elite, yeah. whatever. But I really really do like um, after Cody and Kenny were feuding, they get, and Tama Tonga and the Bullet Club turn on them. And we see their reunion of like the Cody faction and the Kenny faction. I think that was really important for the elite because I think that emotional connection they had with the fans. Um, I think that's why a lot of fans really followed them through to the end of the new Japan run and into AW was because there's, they're like just emotional and i think fans really in wrestling they want to be emotionally invested in things not that they weren't before but there's something special about and then the bte family dinner episode all of that i think was so important for defining who the elite are and what they're going to do for wrestling um and i also my favorite moment was probably kenny omega winning the uh, iwgp world heavyweight title Uh, akota Bushi was there i guess we could Talk about Koda Abushi we being about
0: Abushi at all—that's so uncharacteristic of us. Like, I'm sorry, Koda Abushi. We love Abushi here. We do. Uh, why? That, wow, <laughs> this is a scandal because we really do love Abushi.
1: I know. Um, I thought this was funny when we get BTE back and hang their terms. I hope we get another Chili's bit. I hope we get a lot of things back. It's been mm-hmm. kind of sad without BTE. Uh, And not that I haven't enjoyed AEW, but there's something weird about AEW storytelling that the elite don't do. And if they do it, then they have BTE that kind of fills in gaps in stories. Uh, And AEW storytelling, like there's, you gotta really, you gotta hold on to it. You really gotta follow it, which is good because it's, you know, I feel smart. I don't feel stupid. (laughs) But I would like to see, uh, I don't know. I just want to be a little more engaged. Oh, this is a good one. I miss Joey Janela. Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega. In- a great match. It was dark, wasn't yeah. it? It was like a main event of a dark. Yeah. That was such a great match and it was so important for Kenny Omega going into the Moxley match. And I think that's so underrated. I think a lot of people uh, look at Joey Janela and his AW run and they're like, he was just there to fill a spot um, because AW was just getting started and blah, blah, blah. But Joey Janela did a lot for AEW in terms of like recruitment and scouting. Um, I think he worked a lot with talent, especially like Sonny Kiss, like those stories, the Sonny Kiss Joey Janela story should have been on Dynamite or whatever. <laughs> and then the Kenny Omega match. I think that was so important for Kenny Omega because the story was that he was like going crazy, trying to figure out how to beat Moxley. And then you have Joey Janela, who's kind of the same breed of crazy as Moxley. <laughs> true. Sort of, kind of. Um, so that was a really good, good shout, a good match. So Haley, what are your closing thoughts?
0: My closing thoughts are I miss PTE, I miss the elite. Um, (laughs) I hope that we get them back soon. So one, my Mondays can be a lot brighter and two, my Wednesdays can be even better. Um, those are my closing thoughts.
1: (laughs) Um, For me, I, oh, I totally 100% completely forgot um, about Kenny Omega when he won the world title and him and Don Callis are booking it to Mm -hmm. their their luxury SUV.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And the the young folks are kind of chasing them. They're like, Kenny, Kenny, what are you doing? I thought that was so funny. No one else thought it was funny,
0: but I was cackling. I, I love like heel elite, like that era of the elite was so good. Uh
1: Pile Driver finishes says, Looks like I'll be coming here for AW History. When I tell you I know everything that is AW History, um Graham says, This show is fun live. Welcome to Mondays. We are having yeah. a blast being live with you guys. Um, our pre-recorded episodes, we love them. It was a lot of it was building tag talk, figuring out what we were gonna do. And a lot of you guys gave us a lot of great feedback and ideas and suggestions and all that. And now we're live. So as much as this is important for us, it's also because you guys really stuck by us and helped us really work on Tech Talk and make it what it is. So thank you guys. Um, but yeah, there's the Elite are so important to AW, and I'm so glad we're probably going to see them back. But I, we say this, but knowing us, it's going to be like a month. And we're gonna be like, guys, hold out hope. I would hope that they would advertise it, um, like a like a surprise return. But I I would hope that they would bring them back before a pay per view and then advertise them for a pay per view just for marketing reasons. Um, I love a good pay per view return, but I I feel like this is like too important. I agree. So, thank you guys for joining us. Haley, do all your plugs.
0: Uh, all right. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at HayleyAnn underscore um, to check out everything I'm doing. I picked up writing again. I do, like, entertainment journalism and stuff as a day job. Wrestling is, like, a side gig. Um, But I started up a sub stack where I write a bunch of features about wrestlers Um, that I enjoy. I have a piece about Hangman. I have a piece about uh, the acclaimed... And I have another piece that I'm working on right now, coming very soon. Um, so check that out if you want to. It's free to subscribe. It's linked on my Twitter. So yeah,
1: you could follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. Um, you know everything I post, I do there. I, I'm not like Haley. I don't have a fancy writing thing. Um, I'm I'm in grad school. I don't know how many people actually You're know so that, so but nice. I, I am a busy girl. But if I do a show. At Fuller for Kylie. I do have some stuff coming up. Um, so just like, and I also highly recommend Haley's um, Substack. It's very good. But also, next week is Halloween. And we're doing oh, tag Talk wait. on Halloween. And uh, we have some surprises for you. I don't want to give too much away. But if you come back next week, we're going to have a little bit of a Halloween special with you guys. Things we're are super- going to look a lot different. <laughs> it's going to look a little different. Ever <laughs> um I guess I could tell them what we're gonna talk about. Okay, yeah. We're gonna talk about like our favorite quote unquote like spooky tag teams. So uh follow us on Twitter and send us your favorite spooky tag teams. We're just gonna we're just gonna be in the Halloween spirit and we invite all of you, of course, to come join us for that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Same time, same day next week. This is our new slot, no more Sundays. Uh, but yeah, like this. Uh, subscribe to Fightful, like the live stream. If you're watching this after it airs, you can still comment. We'll find you. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And thank you for joining us on our first live tag talk. At least I think it's our first live tag talk. I'm pretty it sure is it is. Tag talk. <laughs> yeah. um, it's listen, guys. We're coming up on episode 20, which is our Halloween episode, which is great. Uh, we're coming up in episode 20. I am, I'm, I'm just so grateful that it's. 20 episodes, you guys have been here consistent. We are so grateful. And we'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place, same day. It's going to be Halloween. We're going to have spooky tag team awesomeness. Come prepared. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, guys.